with a new year, we've got some new goals and time to talk about them. Welcome to the 99th episode. Right, so I right before we started recording, I saw an article on New York Times that was very uh, apropos because and we're getting into real news, huh? <laughs> well, it, it it was titled "How to Make New Year's Resolutions That You Can Actually Keep" or, or something along those lines. I know how to do it. You just set the bar really low. Like I, I'm not going to drink myself to sleep every night this year. All right. Okay. Yes. Yes. So as long as you do don't do it one night, <laughs> you're good. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay. So, are you a big New Year's resolution kind of guy? Not. Not exactly. I would say that um, it's kind of a. T- I would say I use it more as an opportunity to set less important goals, perhaps, because I think that the more important goals in your life are things that you you figure out what's right at the right time and you need to set them when they need to be set. So like you could set like um like for myself at least I could set a, an overarching goal. Um like a personal goal for me is to just start exercising on a regular basis. Now I don't know exactly what that looks like yet. Um I've had periods over the last year where I have exercised consistently and I feel better for it and I think that just like with all my health balances and stuff like that's the piece that I need uh, for just my body to be able to process stuff better to where something does cause a disruption, my body's just kind of better able to function through it. And then when I don't have something screwing me up, I am just feeling even better, you know? Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't set a goal like, I'm going to lose X number of pounds, or I'm going to, I don't know, I can't think of another, you know, I wouldn't set a goal like, I'm going to, you know, jog for 10 minutes every day, or, you know, I'm going to be able to run two miles by the end of the year. Like those are, I think too specific because I got to kind of see as I go, like what really works for me and not, you know, cause there's just too many outside factors. Okay. Interesting. So you, you, you seem to set goals more on the sense of here's a general thing I'd like to accomplish. Now let me figure it out as I go. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, deciding and some people can like, you, you know where you're at with something like running better than I am. Like you, you, you do exercise more consistently than I do, even if a goal for yourself is to do it more often. But you oh, know what your not body really though. Well, yeah. <laughs> so maybe you've fallen off, but still you have a history with it. You know more what you're capable of. I don't. So I, I like I think when it's in a realm like that, I think that uh oftentimes why people fail is they go like, I'm gonna go to the gym every day and they get a gym membership and they go to the gym a couple of times, then as soon as it's disrupted, well, I didn't hit that goal, and then it's easy to just completely fall apart. Yeah. Whereas if it's okay, I'm going to and like I said, I'm going to build up to exercising consistently. That can mean a lot of different things, first of all. So, like, you get that gym membership. In that first week, you go to the gym every day, and you're, like, on the treadmill for two hours because you're an idiot and don't understand how stuff works. And then at the end of that week, you're like, I, I don't feel better. I feel worse. You can learn and adapt and realize, like, I don't need to go up from this crazy point that I started at. You go, this was not a good way to start, and you can you adapt. You know, okay, I'm going to start going to the gym like three times a week and spend 20 minutes on the treadmill, you know, or whatever. You you, you uh, add stuff to it. You realize stuff doesn't work. You take it back and you do something different. You adjust. 
that's how that would work for me. Now with you, you have a bigger base of knowledge of what works for you, what doesn't work for you. So you can set a more specific goal in that, in that area, you know? So for me, the more specific goals I would set would be things that are probably less consequential. Like I'll, I'll give you one of my goals. And we actually, I, I mentioned this a little bit the other day when we were talking. So I have 11 IDW collection hardcovers of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes. And I've read all this stuff once as it came out, but I haven't read, like, I, I've tried repeatedly to read through my first hardcover, but I haven't read, like, I have 10 volumes I literally haven't even read a bit out of. So one of my goals for this year is to read all of those. And there's going to be more that come out throughout the year, too. So by the end of the year, I'm probably, like, aiming at reading, like, 13 or 14, and each of these have, like, probably a ballpark of 15 comics in them. So, you know, that's a goal of reading you know, 150 to 200 comics. Yeah, that's doable. That's like half a comic a day. Yeah, so I, that, it's a doable goal, and it's one where I want to do it, like, by doing that, not only am I re-enjoying the story that I've been invested in, I'm actually getting the value out of these stupid books that I bought that are worthless if they're just sitting on a shelf. Sorry to everybody that buys lots of books and just puts them on a shelf, but that's true. Unless you resell them for more money, then... You know, I feel I feel attacked, good. Paul. I feel attacked. <laughs> you, you might should a little bit. Um, and I, I know you like you. You have all those Valiant books. You sent me a picture, and they're plastic wrapped. So I know you haven't read those, but I know you've read them before, which is the same case with me with these Ninja Turtle books. So it's a weird area, isn't it? Where you're like, I want to buy this nice collection, so I have it when I want to read it. But if you eventually never ever read it, how is that a good expenditure of money? You know? Yeah, I know. It, I. I think about that. And for me, it's all my Valiant books, the Valiant hardcovers are somewhat, I've decided, well, this is how I'm going to keep this in physical form. Because I decided I'm getting rid of the individual issues because I just don't have the space for it. But I really like the hardcover books so that when I do want it at my fingertips, I've got it. And I've read some of them. I probably read about 25% of them. Yeah, but some of them are just still wrapped in the plastic. I've never removed them. Yeah, and it's not that that's not even something that people... Like that, it's like a trophy, right? I, I read these. I've done this, you know? So if that's all that you own of it, it's it's just... I mean, how is that different than buying, you know, an action figure? Or, you know, I mean, there's lots of different examples you could have. Like, I mean, look at sports fans. You buy crap for your sports team. It's not because you're, you know, you buy this... I don't buy a... a like, I just bought a, a Kobe Bryant card on ebay i don't buy it because i'm gonna like read the back every day i don't know like you know it's not like a it's not like buying a book where like i read it and that's that's its worth i'm buying it so i can have it so i can look at it occasionally you know Mm -hmm. having those books isn't different than that but is is you know i think that that's where like i've done that a lot for myself like is having this book worth that for me? And I've gotten rid of a lot of books that I bought that I was like, I really like this. I, I want to own this so I can read again. I'm like, I'm never going to read this shit again, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. It, it, it makes you wonder, what's the point of even having these things if I never read them? Yeah. And, and it, I think it, that that's a pretty valid question to ask. Yeah, and it, it's not that reading them is the only thing that makes them valuable. I just want to make that clear. I'm not saying that, like, I'm judging, you know, you or anybody else and saying if you don't read this book, then you were foolish in buying them. I'm saying that I, I want to cross that bridge uh, with my books. I want to give them the value of of what they were intended for, which is reading, you know. 
it increases their value, makes them not just a trophy, because that's the only way that I own all that stuff other than, than digitally, mm-hmm. uh, because I sold my, my, my comic collection. But I want to read them because like, I'm not sure if they're worth keeping just as a trophy of what I've read before. I'm not sure if they're worth continuing to buy for that reason, even though I'm not buying monthly Ninja Turtle comics. Um, the only way I buy Ninja Turtle comics is I wait for a Comicsology sale, and then I buy all the stuff I haven't read, and I catch up on reading it. Because yeah, I know that I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna build a, a collection, right? So you don't feel the need to keep up month to month. No, I, I the one thing I'll do is um, if I do actively want to read it is I wait till it's a month old because then it's only two bucks on Comicsology. But I like I, I don't have money to spend tons of money on this stuff. Like one thing I I might have mentioned this before, but one thing that struck me over COVID is seeing people that would be, you know, posting online about how they got laid off and yada, 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 and, you know, needing stimulus money or whatever. And then also posting about spending hundreds of dollars a month on their poll list. Yeah. And I I have my job and have not had fear of losing it, and I cannot spend that money on a comic poll list. It, it just, like, I, I'm not faulting them for what they do because I know there's more to it, but I'm saying that... um that definitely adds perspective to me of, you know, the value of things for me, where it's like, I I have a job and I'm not spending that and I'm not going to, and I wouldn't enjoy it if I did, to be honest. But so anyways, back, back to my goal of reading these books. Okay. Yes. That that's a goal that I can make quantifiable. I want to read all of these by doing it. Not only am I actually reaping the value of what I've spent over all these years, even if you say I got these books, say, say I got these books for forty bucks each, which some I got, probably got for a little less, some maybe a little bit more. If I have eleven, I spent four hundred and forty dollars on these. That's a lot to look at and be like, I've spent four hundred and forty dollars. Like if I, if that was just sitting there on a shelf for four hundred and forty dollars, I'm like, I'm gonna buy this and then just let it sit there. There's no way in hell I'd do that, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it accomplishes that for me by reading them. I'm also less likely to buy other things. Because I'm not filling the the desire to read comics by purchasing comics. And then, you know, if I read through it all, I'm like, eh, I don't really want these. Then I'll, you know, I'll be good to let them go. And if I read through them, I'm like, I enjoyed that and I want these. Then I will feel confident in that decision, too, you know. Plus, yeah, my son's getting right. older. And he, he likes Ninja Turtles, but, like, he definitely doesn't, like, that's not his number one thing. But it's like, he's starting to get old enough that when he wants to, he can start reading them. So... You know, that, that's a little bit of, of part of my, um, you know, in the back of my head, my decision about whether or not I want to keep this thing. It is now starting to take up a pretty good chunk of space, you know? Yeah. Uh, is he's he's getting to where he might actually want to enjoy them soon. Well, that's cool. So that, that's that's one of my goals. And that's, uh, that, that's the kind of goal I'm going to make more specifically. I want to read all of those. Well, that is a very smart goal. And by smart, I mean the acronym that is outlined in this New York Times article, which is specific, measurable. Yeah, you probably do. I, I imagine <laughs> that you probably have this kind of crap at work in terms of mm-hmm. like, what are your goals for the year? And because I know I do, and it was like they have to be smart goals. Smart goals are specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time bound. Yeah, and that that hits that is uh, actually a good acronym. It's not just you know that you know this too. There's lots of things that we get exposed to at work. That's like here's how you do this better. That's uh, just a bunch of like somebody trying to come up with some BS to sell books to business people. Uh huh. Smart goal like that's 
that's is smart. <laughs> it's it's making it a cheesy acronym, but yeah, you, that's exactly what you need. You need to be specific about what you're going to do. You need to uh, to be able to measure your accomplishments, et cetera, et cetera. You know. Yeah. So yeah, that that's where like for me, exercising. If I make a smart goal now, something that I know would be achievable would probably be undershooting. But that's where you adapt throughout the year. And that's where, like, I don't really feel the need to make a goal for that right now. So my goal, my my beginning goal is just to begin exercising consistently. So for me, my exercise goal is to run an Olympic distance triathlon this year. And it was, this is kind of a carryover. I was going to... Now, do... you do mean, like, all throughout the year, right? So, like, you're on a little bit today, that's part of it, and a little bit... Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> I, I don't know if I can do it, but we'll see. <laughs> yes. Well, I did uh, 120th of the bike ride today. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. This was actually a goal that I had for this year, in 2020. I was supposed to do my first triathlon in, I think, April or May of this year. And then... The COVID hit and that was, well, it wasn't canceled at the time. They said, okay, we're going to reschedule this till September when everything dies out and is better. <laughs> Funny how that worked. And then there was two others that I was going to do in September and October of this year. So it was going to be a very, very busy fall for me, but then those ones that were originally in the fall, they got canceled. The one that was rescheduled to the fall, that was canceled and just moved to this year again. And it's possible it may happen in May. Like that seems kind of borderline about when things will start to feel the effects of, okay, the enough people have been vaccinated that the world is safe to gather in again. And uh, it may happen, but that's going to be my goal is to do two triathlons. And so I'm going to have to start training for those. I, I think I want to do at least one in the spring and one in the fall, assuming the one in the spring actually happens. Nice. I like that goal. That's, that's a good goal. Um, one of the things my wife got me for Christmas, like I guess you'd say like her main gift to me was a, a three-part gift. She got me um, a speed bag that is made – where like you uh, you can mount it on a wall, so you don't need like a big apparatus to like to you know to use it. You mount it on a a, a beam in a wall, and I'm probably gonna mount it out in my garage. That way, it's like I, I can't think of where I could put it in the house that it wouldn't just be like an obstruction. But she got me that, and she got me um like hand wrap, like not tape, but um you know whatever like a cloth whatever uh for your fists yeah and yeah. she also got me uh gloves and she specifically got me heavier gloves because it adds to the the exercise you know to if you workout. have one pound gloves on your hands doing something like that like it doesn't seem like a lot but it it adds to it so it's like i, w- I want to find a, an array of stuff because like i'm definitely not getting a gym membership like i wouldn't even consider it until after like things are really well recovered from Corona. Cause like, I don't need to go and, you know, have another form of exposing myself. And really like, I think I, if I got a gym membership, cause I know people are going to the gym, but I think that, um, it would just be, it would make me less inclined to go having that concern on my head. You know, on top of that, I know that like the gym hasn't exactly been the most successful thing for me anyways. It would probably work better now that my son is older and I could probably go after work for a quick workout and go home and like that wouldn't be as disruptive. But like when my son was younger, it was hard to take any time because you never knew when it was going to be a good day or a bad day uh, with, you know, 
family stuff, whatever. Sure. Yeah, so it's like I got that now. So it's like I can get that set up. Um, I have some weights around. Uh, last year I had found a weight bench on like a ridiculous clearance. So I got that set up. But then I just I, – I didn't consistently use it. Um, and it, it was just an obstruction in the garage because like we have space in our garage. But stuff is constantly moving how we need to use the space. So like that didn't work out real well. So I got rid of the bench, but I still have weights. I have an exercise bike that um, that my wife's grandparents were trying to sell at a yard sale, but they were asking way too much, so it didn't sell. I was like, well, if you want, I can hold on to it and try it out some to see if I want my own exercise bike. And then when you have your yard sale next year, you can sell it for you know a reasonable, pro- reasonable price. So I have all these different things. You know, I have the ability to go outside. Um, one of the presents, too. So last year, my wife got snowshoes. She really wanted snowshoes, so she got some nice ones from LL Beans. And then my son really wanted to do snowshoeing too, so she got him some. We got him some for Christmas. And then I was like, should I get some too, just so that way we all have them and we can all go snowshoeing. So we have that now too, so like wintertime when it's tougher because you can't really go out as easily. Um, now we have something we can all go out and do together to get, to get exercise. So that's kind of like, I don't know what it'll look like, but over the year I want to start piecing more and more things together to where it's not just like, um, you know, here's my training plan, but... You know, there's different things that I do. That's really cool. Yeah. I've found it. This is one of those things where I feel like it's different for everybody in terms yeah. of what works for them. Because what I found works for me is to set goals of, okay, I have this event I want to do or this race that I want to do. Uh, I think I, I got back into running several years ago by deciding, okay, I want to do a 10K this year. And. I signed up for a 10K and then it was like, okay, I've got six months until this happens. So I have to train for it because no matter what, I'm going to show up at the event and do it. So kind of setting events I want to do works for me because then Mm -hmm. it forces me to do the training required. But I know that that doesn't work for everybody. And so I, I feel like with things like exercise goals, this sometimes this whole smart thing works for people but sometimes it doesn't and some that that's one thing that i i hate about these whole smart goal things is that it makes sense for some kind of things but not really for others so trying to apply it across the board to every single thing you want to do doesn't always make sense like if your if your goal is what it sounds like your goal is is to figure out what exercise works for you like that doesn't quite you can still make it fit. Yeah, I it, guess you could, but... Applying that logic to it actually makes you think out about some details that can help you be more successful in, in actually doing it. Because if you leave things too vague, it's really easy to you just kind of dink around and don't actually get where you want to go. So, like, for me, with that goal, like, I might not have a specific, like, um, with, num- you know, amount of time I want to spend each week or, get you know, et cetera, et cetera. But that's where, like, smart goals are also meant to change because you're supposed to continually analyze your performance and then you you reassess and you reset your goal so for me my my first goal is to okay i got these couple of things so like when i want to i need i do need to put it into some kind of a goal because otherwise i'm just gonna when i feel like it i'm gonna flail it something a little bit and then not do it like so for example my my a good example of a first goal would be my wife got me this thing i want to use it if i and it's not just about the exercise it's about this is a gift for my wife and I want to make use of the gift. That's, you know, showing appreciation for the gift, right? So mm-hmm. I need to get it mounted and then I need to start 
practicing using it. And like part of it too will probably be like looking up videos of how to do this properly so that way I can actually be doing it and not just be playing at it, you know? Sure. Mm-hmm. So that's easily a, a goal right there. So I'm going, you know, I can set a goal. I'm going to mount this by this time. Uh, I'm going to start, you know, watching, you know, find a video to watch. And I'm going to start using it and I'll use it this often. It's as simple as that. It's, it's not like a crazy big goal or anything, but that is a starting point to my overall goal. But that, like, that's not my goal for the year for sure. You know, it's like by the end of the year, I'm like, yes, I put this up on the wall. Good job. Yeah, I do like that, like making smaller goals than yeah. having one giant goal. Like, yeah. I'm going to exercise five times a week for 52 weeks. Like, that's Too a big. pretty big goal. Yeah, exactly. and that's where people it. kill themselves with their New Year's resolutions. They say that I'm going to do this, and you're, you're aiming at multiple goals down the road, essentially. You know, you're, you're not aiming at a realistic goal for right now. Mm-hmm. You're aiming at, you know... If I hit 10 goals in a row in a timely manner, I'll be here. But you can't focus that far away. You got to focus on the first goal. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So what's one of what's one of your nerdy goals? Okay, yeah. Well, this has been all like the the real stuff, health stuff, and I thought we were, we were just like I talked on about that. Ninja Turtles. You're the one yes. that kept on talking we, about marathons or so, or whatever. I don't know. I'm now. There's a couple things I want to read this year in terms of like comic stuff. And this is stuff that I have on my shelf. Also hardcover sets that I've got that I want to read. And, uh, first is Starman. I I've talked about that. And this is kind of goes back to several months ago. Now we talked about stuff that's on our to read list. Mm-hmm. And I've been trying to be pretty faithful to that. And this year I did knock out two of those things that were on that list. There's still three things on that immediate list that I want to get to. The, f- the first is Starman because I've got all of these Starman omnibus hardcovers. There's mm-hmm. six volumes of them and I bought them as they were coming out like 10 years ago or something. And I read the first one and a half, I think, and then just kind of stalled out on it. But I need to get back into it and, and read it because it's like you said, it's I've I bought these to read because I got this because I want to read the series because at the time Starman was looked at as, oh, man, this is one of the really great comics of the last 10 years or so. Mm-hmm. So I really wanted to read it. And so I am finally going to make myself read Starman and get into that. Another motivation for you with that goal is I'm pretty sure that those books are all worth much more than cover value now because they're out of print. Yeah, I know. It's actually and I kind of don't want to look into at that. One of your other goals. <laughs> yes. That I won't share for you, but you have another goal that that could help. <laughs> yeah, well, and and that's an interesting thing because if I read these and then then I discover, yeah, okay, once was enough. I can get rid of these, then it gives me uh, a good reason to just sell them and get rid of them and get them off the shelf yeah like I, I just finished reading the kirby's fourth world omnibus books and those are ones that i know i want to keep because they're an important part of comics history and i want to just have them in case i ever want to read them again or refer to them or you wh- whatever yeah. i want I with know it that being kirby something. art you know that just flipping through them from time to time is an enjoyable factor too yeah exactly yeah it's just it's just it's something that i want to have in my library of stuff available to me i don't know if starman's going to be the same way maybe it is maybe i'm going to read it and say wow this is 
one of the greatest superhero comic stories ever told and this needs to be in my library next to Dark Knight and Watchmen and stuff like that or maybe not maybe I'll read it and say that was cool it's now I can get rid of it yeah we'll see see I, I'd be willing to sell Dark Knight and Watchmen too <laughs> I think uh, those are read and done oh man those are both ones that I've reread several times yeah I I need to take another go at Watchmen I've read Dark Knight a couple of times but I mean my point with that is just that like it's not like it's hard to pick them up and read them again like I could read either of those books for free with Hoopla. I have them actually. I, I know I have Watchmen on Comixology. Um, you can always pick those up for cheap because they're just so like critical. But Starman, you can't. Like yeah. you wouldn't be able to pick that up again. Yeah, I read the first two trades of Starman. I, I finally just pulled the trigger and got them like some beat up old copies on eBay for you know pretty cheap, and I enjoyed it. I think for me it would definitely be a, a once read thing. So like I'll never invest in those omnibuses. Like even if they were readily available, I wouldn't get them. But it's definitely good, and I think that for some people that uh, you know like to build up more of a, a library of stuff like that, that they're definitely worth it. So, well, I I think when I was buying all this stuff, that is what I wanted. I wanted to build up a library because I didn't have a lot of space constraints. I was single living by myself in an apartment. So I could just fill up bookshelves of, of graphic novels and hardcover books. And now space is at a premium in our house. We have our, our bookshelves overfloweth because between me and my wife, we have so many books that now I'm looking at, okay, do I really need this and that? Is it really important to have it? So I'm, just in a different stage of my life versus back then I was more in the phase of, wow, look at all this bookshelf space I have. I need to fill it up with great stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I feel you yeah. there. So I have two more on my to read list comic wise. The next is Transmetropolitan. I bought those absolute editions of that. And so I want to read that. That's one where, I remember really enjoying both the art and the story and just how wild and out there everything is. So I want to get back to that. And the last is East of West. And I know we've, we've talked about that quite a bit, but I read the first approximately three trades of that. And I've gotten it all now, I think on humble bundle, there was a bundle that had all of East of West. So I picked all that up. So that's one that I finally want to finish reading because so i yeah. think i only got through the first three trades because when i was reading it that's all that was out at the time yeah and then that's... i was waiting for more and it just kind of i stalled out because it's like okay well i have to wait for the next trade and then i stopped buying a lot of trade paperbacks because i stopped buying like just monthly comics i stopped getting my usual dcbs shipment that i would get every month and that's how I would get those is when there's a new East of West trade, I would buy it for whatever, eight, $9 or whatever. And then boom, you know, I'd add it to the set. And so when I stopped that, it just really halted my reading of that. Yeah. That that's one that it's like, I mean, it's been a pretty long series and I read a chunk of it and then stopped off kind of similar to what you just said. And then was like I, I wanna like I wanna read this whole series and then I, I got there was a I think a comicsology sell so I got all that I could 
with that. And I think that the, the last trade was still waiting to come out. And it's funny because it's such a strange abstract series. I'm not 100% sure if I read the last trade or not. Like, I, I couldn't mm. tell you for sure. And because there's been this gap of time now, I also have lost that inclination to some extent. It That's that's the problem. Like, I, it's a, I think it's a great series. Like, it's one, I don't know for sure if I would say it's, like, one of my favorite. Like, I, I wouldn't put it up there with Sandman yet, but it could be. Like, but I need it to be finished. I need to be able to give it a go through with it finished where I know I get it all. But... It's one of those image series that, um, you know, I think you get certain creators with image that are able to just keep going. It should, I, I feel like it should have been more concise of a story and they kept it running and running and running and I don't think it needed to. Like, I think it would have been better off if um, they didn't get into this point where they're just like, well, I mean, it feels like they're like, well, we're going to keep this going as long as we can. So you start the, you know, the pace of the storytelling changes and you start to get issues that are accomplishing less and feels less purposeful like the first trade of that series every time i read it i'm just like oh this is so good because it is so purposeful and so um you know world building and so strange and different and um yeah it's a series i'm very fond of i remember it took me a couple trades to really get into it by by the third trade i was thinking that wow this is really something special yeah. But then, like I said, I just kind of petered out after that, I think because it wasn't out and readily available. So I'm hoping now that I have the entire thing before me, I can just really get into it. Yeah. I think if it was like you could buy a, you know, a deluxe hardcover or even an omnibus and contain it all, that it would be one that I could argue is one of the, the best series. But with how long it is it's hard to get people to invest in something so strange that, <laughs> you know, you can't just, okay, I bought it. I have it all right here in front of me, you know, because it's, it. it is a strange one. I don't know. I, and I don't know if I'll give it another read through because it's also long and you know, I don't want to just read the same thing over and over. I got plenty of other things to read. Yeah. So we'll see. So my, my other, my other reading goal is an uncanny X-Men. So I, I'm, I think I'm around like issue two fifty five. So, I'm 25 issues away from having the whole run through 544. Uh, my cool. goal isn't to to read all the way through 544 because that's like almost an issue a day, and that's like definitely too much pressure. Because I know that like I read very mood based, and like I've hardly read X Men this whole year. I've read like maybe an issue here or there because it just have it's not been what I've been feeling. You know, I read a lot last year. It's not that I'm just like, I don't want to read this anymore. It's just that like it, I haven't felt compelled to. I understand what you mean. For me, X-Men is something that sometimes I feel like, yeah, I just want to read tons of old X-Men comics. And sometimes I feel like, okay, I've had enough of that for a while. I really don't want any of that right now. Yeah, I mean, I've gotten in rhythms where I've been able to read 20 issues in a day, which some people that may not sound like wow. a lot. Like, I never read that many comics. Um, but I, I have a couple of times hit a stride and had a day where I had the free time and whatever, just like everything came together and I, I've blown through like 20 issues of it. Um, not often cause it, you know, like I said, other things have to fall in place too and they don't often, but yeah, so I, I I've been kind of debating what I want to set the goal at. I think I just want to like keep it more attainable. I'm debating on setting the goal to be hitting 300 or hitting 350. I think I'm going to say 350 cause I think 300 is a little too small of a goal. 
that would be like basically reading an issue a week. Three fifty is still like two issues a week, like less than that. Uh huh. So that, that's going to be my goal with Uncanny X Men is to get to three fifty because once I'm there, then and I, I I may have like actually I could look at my list. That's why I keep my list in my phone, so it's always handy. To get to three fifty, there's only three issues I need to purchase. Okay. Yeah, you're almost there. They're definitely not expensive ones. And then the next issue I need after those three is issue 415. So, yeah, so then once I'm there, it's like then the next year, if I set the goal of getting to, you know, to 450, I only have two issues that I would need to purchase to be able to read through 450. And then the majority of what I still need to purchase is actually in the the last, like, 25 issues. So I need... I guess I need, like, 20 of the last 25 issues of Uncanny X-Men, but... Um, and that way too, like as far as the collecting goes, cause it's like, I want to finish the collection. That's kind of a goal, but I don't necessarily need to finish it this year. Like it's, it's much better to kind of sit back and see what comes to you rather than, you know, have to go out there and hunt it all. When I was finishing collecting 94 through 300, there was more reason to hunt down those final issues because they're early on issues that are rising in value. So, you know, it's like the low-hanging fruit had already been gotten, and for the most part, the the odds of me finding deals on those issues were not high, and if I hadn't found them yet, you know, it's like kind of weighing the two things. But even then, the last issue I needed to wrap that up before I discovered that I was missing one issue that I thought I had, I was ready to spend 50 bucks on, and I spent 15 on it because a deal did fall into my lap. Nice. That's great. Yeah, so those those are my two reading goals. I want to read to three fifty and Uncanny X Men. I want to read all of my Ninja Turtle hardcovers. And aside cool. from that, it, it's not really something worth setting a goal for. But I want to progress in reading through all the stuff that I own and either deciding like this is great, I want to keep it, or I've read it and I want to move on from it. Outside of the comic realm, I also I, I had set a goal this last year to read more non comic books. Uh, and I, I didn't even set like a very steep goal. I set the goal to read 10 books, but then COVID hit and it just, you know, there, I wasn't going to put any pressure on anything. So I kind of just really stalled up with reading, but I finished reading two books just in the last like week or two. And I have a third one that I'm less than a hundred pages away from finishing. So with those three and then what I read earlier in the year, I at least got more than halfway through that goal without even really trying or putting any effort into it. Uh, but over this last year, uh, I've thought more about wanting to get into reading literature. And one thing I've kind of stumbled across here and there that I've started grabbing when I see them for cheap is random house, modern library printings of books, because I've always liked uh, like those printings. And um, I've come across quite a few books that, you know, the title of the book or the author wouldn't have precipitated me buying them. But them being a you know modern library book and like there are a few I got that are in really rough shape that I got for like a buck or two at um uh, like a, a library bookseller or something like that. Uh, there's a handful of them I got that are in great shape that I got from Bull Moose that they're just they're a used book and I was able to get for like five or six bucks because you know who gives a crap by used books basically. Sure, but yeah, it's uh, and this all kind of goes back to. I had gotten Blood Meridian, a Cormac McCarthy book from the library, and I didn't finish it before I had to return it. And this was like right at the beginning of COVID, and I like I didn't know how things were going to work. I didn't want to risk late fees, so I just returned it. Um, and then I wanted to finish it, so I ended up buying it on um, on Amazon. And I got, uh, I think I got a modern library copy. I either got a modern library copy or I got it just another nice hardcover copy of it. 
Um, and that just kind of woke that up in me a little bit and got me thinking more going back to my literature roots. I, I don't have a big goal with that either, but I, that's one thing is I just want to be regularly reading literature throughout the year. So I'll, I'll probably just like try to, you know, set a goal of like 10 books again, Not, nothing huge. I don't have any really specific books that I want to read, but I've also, I have a stack of, of these modern library printings that I, I've gotten just grabbing things here and there. So it kind of gives me a, like I'm reading this book just at random, but it's kind of cool because it'll expose me to other things. And I think like at this stage in my life, it's easier to randomly get exposed to something new than to seek out something new sometimes, you know? Hmm. Okay. Reading wise, I've got a pretty hefty goal for me. So in 2020, I had a, I set a reading challenge for myself of 30 books. And it started out as 25 books, but I've been reading the Expanse series, which may sound familiar because it's now it's a, an Amazon Prime TV show. But it's based off of a series of books that it's a, a nine book series when the ninth is coming out this year, I believe. But they also release a short novella between each of the nine books and in audiobook form, these are they are between an hour and three hours long in terms of a listening length, and so I've been listening to those on Audible as well. And so I increased my my goal from twenty five to thirty because five of those books are things that are basically the length of a single book itself. So mm. it I didn't want to cheat the system, so. Uh, I think my goal will probably be another like 20 or 25 books for this year. But mainly this year for me is going to be the year of Brandon Sanderson. Brandon Sanderson is, well, I guess first, do, do you know who he is as an author? Have you heard of him? No. Okay. He, he's a fantasy author. He gained a lot of prominence because he finished the Wheel of Time series because after Robert Jordan passed away with... I think two books to go, one, one book to go in the his Wheel of Time epic. <laughs> he, uh, Brandon Sanderson was tapped to finish up the series based on Robert Jordan's notes that he left. And he ended up writing three books instead of one last final book because the amount of notes that he was left were just so massive. He's He said, ah, this, this is three books here. And so, and, and he did a really good job with that. So then I was interested in the other stuff that he's read and i've only read two of his books so far and that's um elantris and the first mistborn book and elantris is one of his first early books that he wrote and all the reviews say eh, it's it's okay but it's not his best work and he's done a lot better and it shows he's kind of early skills as a writer and he has a lot to develop but i really liked it i was like oh this is a great book so if his less good book i really enjoyed i really think i'm gonna like everything else that he's he's read he's that he's written i should say <laughs> and uh i have a big stack of his books and i, I measured it it's 11 inches tall all these uh, <laughs> books and a lot of these books are the type that are like two two and a half inches thick like they are just big 1200 page monsters 
that's the Stormlight Archive series that he's writing. And I got the third book of that just uh, for Christmas. So I've got all of that waiting for me. But what's interesting about his books is that they are all connected. He's writing all these different fantasy series, but they're all set in the same universe. And so far he's written 13 books and a, a ton of short stories. And they seem totally unconnected, but there will be a minor character or two that are common between the books. And his intention is eventually to make all these very disparate series much more entwined with each other. And I think he said he has something like a plan for 40 books over his lifetime in this overall like gigantic saga. And he's a pretty young author, so I think he's younger than us. So he's definitely got the time to do it. So my my plan is to read the rest of the Brandon Sanderson books that I've got, which is the first Mistborn trilogy and the um, Stormlight Archives, for anybody that is familiar. So it's going to be a ton of reading for me because his short books are like six or 700 pages long. But it's something I'm really looking forward to. And that's really, I think, as far as reading goes, what is going to define my year. He's older than us. Oh, is he? He's 45. Oh, shoot. I thought he was younger. I thought he was in his (laughs) uh, 30s. Okay, I'm wrong. I I looked him up. It's like, I have to see. That's Yeah, that definitely sounds like a goal. I actually thought with you you talking about that, I I do have one other uh, literature reading goal. Um, For my birthday, my mom got me at, uh, at my bequest... Uh, a box set of uh, all of Kurt Vonnegut's novels. It's cool. um, uh, Library of the Americas. It's four hardcovers that collect all of his novels. So I don't know exactly what my goal is with that, because I think setting the goal to read all of that over the course of the year is is uh, not necessarily realistic. Not necessarily unrealistic either, though. It all depends on, on how I get going and how I do with reading, um, because I obviously there's other things that I want to read. And, um, you know, time is not all my own with having uh, a wife and child. And, um, yeah, so, but, but I also know that uh, if I do well on my goals, that as I continue focusing on reading, it's going to, like, re-strengthen my abilities and it should get easier and easier to read. It definitely, like, reading is just like exercising. It's something that the more you do it, the, you know, the easier it is to do also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, th- that that's another another part like i I, like i said i don't know if i'm going to try to read all of them but i I definitely want to read at least one of those books over the course of the year and each each book contains like i don't know four or five novels oh wow yeah so it's you know like it's i don't know offhand exactly how many novels he wrote but like he wrote a good amount of novels and it's all of them so he wrote a lot is what i remember because i know his main one slaughterhouse five obviously um Breakfast of Champions, uh, Cat's Cradle, stuff like that. But I know that when you look up his works, like there's a, a lot more that he wrote beyond those. He wrote 14. Four, 14 okay. novels. He wrote a lot of short stories, too. So then each of those books is like, I guess, three to four. It's not quite as much as I was thinking. But yeah, I also know that reading a lot of anybody can... Uh, you can kind of slow down at a certain point. That's one thing I I am a little concerned with Brandon Sanderson is overload, but I'm hoping that it being two separate 
trilogies of books or a series of books will help with that that it is um yeah and stuff that's really like when you're reading an author that the reason you're reading them is more story driven or character driven like you know those things combined so you're reading this world i think it's a little different than reading an author that you're reading more for tone and brandon sanderson is he's an author that i think really prescribes to the the author's job is to tell the story as clearly as possible and kind of become invisible Mm -hmm. in terms of seeing like an author's tone or point of view or style or, or whatever. Like he, he's very pragmatic in that way. Like his goal is I want to convey what the story is to you as well as possible and stay out of you as the reader's way of understanding the story as much as possible. Which is great because I think like that's one end of the spectrum of writing. The other is let me share my writing style with you and make my author's voice very, very uh, dominant. And yeah, so and both things like, have have their yeah. place. I mean, like we we start out talking about Tenet. You know, that sounds like a a movie where the director wanted his voice heard. Um, He's like and, screaming it at the top of his lungs. Yeah, so it, <laughs> yeah. it's it's all voice, and you're like, uh, yeah. I, I don't know what to do with your voice. <laughs> yes. Uh uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. So I think that that will help with that reading goal is, is the fact that yeah. he's very voiceless in that way. So we, we've talked a lot about reading goals, and I know we're probably at the point where we want to think about wrapping up now. But uh, aside from, from reading and aside from exercise goals, which I think everybody has some of those goals for the new year, kind of the last two categories I could think of that we both would have for goals would be what we want to watch and what we want to play. Hmm. So for for me for playing, there aren't any big new games on the horizon that I want to play, um, and I have plenty of games that I bought in here and there on on uh, you know PlayStation Network sales or stuff like that. One of my Christmas presents that I got that I, I think I mentioned this to you before, but my son wanted a Switch Lite for Christmas, very specifically the yellow one. So I ordered him one on GameStop because that was the only place I could find it, and they sent me two. So I have my own Switch Lite. So one of my goals is to play through Zelda Breath of the Wild. Uh, because I haven't really gotten rolling on that because my son and wife have been dominating the Switch pretty much. Um, so I want to play that. And then I want to play through at least a handful of the games I've stockpiled on, on PlayStation. So like right now I'm playing Witcher 3. Um, I want to play through uh, all of the... Um, oh, crap, now I'm going to... Uncharted, the, the Nathan Drake games. Um, I have all four of like the the main series of that and they have some some other ones that go along with it that i'm not worried about because how many of them do i need to play and then just kind of like with the other games i have i I really want to spend the next year instead of like being tempted to get new games having a focused attempt at playing the games i have and either deciding conclusively i'm gonna play this and be done with it or i'm never gonna play this and just move on from it and so that way by Hmm. the end of the next year it's kind of like a clean slate and then I'm not spending money throughout the course of the year on video games when I already have video games. And, um, you know, kind of, it's a lot of exercise, I think, of using what I have, not spending more on other stuff. And my goal for watching things is actually the same thing. I have quite a few Zatoichi movies left to watch. I have um, quite a few other samurai movies in general. Um, I got the Lone Wolf and Cub box set to watch. Uh I got um, some Jackie Chan movies to watch. I got some Bruce Lee movies to watch. Over the course of the year, I want to like purposefully watch those. And I got Criterion movies, not just so I could... I mean, 
a lot of the movies, that's the only way you can get them. But um, I got, like, what makes Criterion special is the whole package. So, like, I want to watch the special features. I want to, like, get all that I can out of these things that I spent this money on. So that's kind of, like, my goal for the next year. I already said that with reading. But reading, watching movies, and playing video games. Like, I want to tap into what I've already gotten. And that's going to do a lot of kind of, like, self-exercise of correcting spending behaviors, too. Yeah, that makes sense. It sounds like very similar to your reading goals in terms of I want to read the things that I've gotten that are on my shelf. It's yeah. It sounds very much like your shelf, but for movies and video games. Exactly. You know, actually, I don't have any goals as far as things I want to play or things that I want to watch. For me, I well, I, I know I'm going to be playing Cyberpunk 2077. I just got that as a Christmas gift, and I've I've just started that. Uh, I've played like the first half hour or hour of it. Basically the tutorial I've played as of when we're listening to this. And I'm probably going to get a new Xbox, the new generation of Xbox at some point this year. I'm kind of saving up for that little by little. I decided I'm just going to stash away a few dollars every month until I've got enough to to get the new Xbox. Plus when it's readily available and I can just go to the store and get it and not have to deal with the short supply, all of that. But I don't really have anything on my agenda to play other than Cyberpunk 2077. And my plan is just enjoy that, you know, and not set any game goals, but just make that purely just something that I do as fun and relaxation and a way to stop thinking about the world and, and everything and uh, just kind of go with it. And it's the same with stuff I want to watch. I'm just very much in a take-it-as-it-comes kind of attitude about everything. So you know, w- whatever I want to watch is just what I'm going to watch. I don't have anything that I specifically want to seek out to try to see this year or watch. Yeah, that's how I would be if I didn't own these things I bought to watch. <laughs> gotcha, yeah. That's why I'm not typically, I mean, streaming services are, are great, but I'm not a fan of pursuing too many subscription services because then I just feel the pressure of, like, I have to get value out of this, you know? I mean, like, right now we actually we have Netflix because we wanted to watch some stuff there. We have Hulu and Disney+, Plus, which, getting past Christmas, we might actually cut that off for a while, we have Amazon Prime, which we're probably going to keep because we like the Prime shipping, but maybe we'll cut it off for a while after Christmas because we can like be like, okay, we need to stop ordering stuff anyways. Um, <laughs> but like having, I would say like three streaming services because like the Hulu, Disney Plus, whatever, it's all a bundle and costs about the same as the other ones. It's like that's, you can't use all three. Like there's no way you're using all three unless like you just watch a ton of TV and like I don't. Um, yeah, same with me. I really don't watch a lot of TV. Yeah, that's why, like, there's a Comixology cell right now on the Marvel Masters works that by the time people are listening to this probably won't be on there anymore. But, like, I was tempted to pick up a bunch of stuff because it's such a good sale. But then, like, once I added all of the cards, like, well, that's, like, I could get a year of Marvel Unlimited for about that much um, with the cell that they have on that right now. And so I was kind of tempted to do that. I was like, but if I get that, then I'm going to feel pressured to read these Marvel books, and there's other stuff I want to read. So, uh, like, essentially, like, it cycles me around. This is why I have that goal of reading what I have. It cycles me around to, and I don't want to spend money on any of this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because, yes, this is a good deal. Yes, this subscription service would be a good deal. But I have other stuff I want to read. So not spending money is still cheaper than spending money, you know? So I ended yeah. up, um, they had a, a few that were only a dollar. I just grabbed, 
like five of those, so I spent five bucks and got some uh, some stuff to check out. But you know, like what, the one I started on is uh, the first volume of the Avengers, which is written by Stan Lee and art by Jack Kirby. And I'm reading it. And I'm already like, I don't like reading Stan Lee. And honestly, like Jack Kirby's art in it doesn't strike me as super impressive right off the bat. Well, I think that that's true of Kirby's art in general. Kirby's art is like, it doesn't look great when you just look at it. He's not like someone like Jim Lee, where you, I think Jim Lee looking at his artwork, it's immediately like, oh, wow, that's a cool drawing. Kirby isn't like that. It's Kirby's much more functional and Kirby's art is, I think where it shines is where, when his imagination goes wild and he shows this just wild, crazy stuff on the page, like in fantastic four, when he's depicting Reed Richards, inventing some insane contraption to Mm -hmm. travel to the negative zone or something like that. That's where his artwork really, really shines. And so it's it's in more kind of subtle stuff where it's like, well, his his effect is so dominant on the industry that it's it's another one of those things where, oh, well, you know, it, it seems derivative and quaint, but it's more like, well, he actually kind of established a lot of the dynamism that we see in comics now. So and other people have taken that and run with it. So his version of it seems very antiquated. Yeah. So it's, I can see it's that. very much. Yeah. So I also it's, don't it's think very I've... much. Sorry, go ahead. Oh yeah. So it's, it's very much one of those things where you got to like, Oh, he was the first one to do it. And that's why it's important. Not because he was necessarily the best. Yeah. And I, I don't, I haven't gotten any story beats that have allowed him to, you know, flex what makes him special either. Like I haven't even read through the first issue yet because it's just, dragging but i like i have seen where his art stands out like um you know we talked about before i picked up a copy of this man this monster that had like the the title page sent back because it was a remainder book and i got it for a buck like his drawing of the thing on that is is a good example of like when kirby's at his best so i'm gonna press through like i got like these basically all the five things that i got are all stanley and jack kirby because they basically did the beginnings of everything back then so i'm gonna i'm gonna get my dose of stanley and jack kirby and make myself take it <laughs> cool let's see a couple other goals i'll touch on there's one i was just thinking of and i totally forgot it oh man it was uh, like uh, right in line with all this and it just like poof has evaporated but one thing i want to do this is getting into like non-comics non-entertainment stuff I want to grow a garden this year. I did a a little dabbling in gardening and I've grown a few things, a couple small tomato plants and and stuff, but I started so late in the year that we didn't really get much bounty off of them. I've gotten like three jalapenos and (laughs) a handful of cherry tomatoes and that's kind of it. So one thing I want to do this year is plant a, a much bigger, nicer garden and uh, grow a lot of vegetables for ourselves that's a good one yeah we grow we grow a large garden and we're always adapting and changing and stuff like that and doing new things i always like to try to draw more and i don't know what exactly my goal if any i'm gonna have for that but that's something i'm gonna try to be a bit more mindful of and try to do nice yeah awesome so we have some goals for ourselves this year 
Even yeah, if not so all hey, it, maybe at the end of the year we'll we'll see how we did <laughs> and how we stacked <laughs> up and what we actually accomplished. Definitely. Cool. So yeah, we'll we'll see you for like the seventy something episode <laughs> to find out how we did this year. All right. So I think we got cool. our goals for the year. I think so. I think we're ready. Let's start twenty twenty one. Yeah, it's about time. <laughs> uh, no kidding. So Sayonara twenty twenty, hello twenty twenty one. Hopefully it's all uphill from here. Yeah. Or downhill or whatever the good one is. <laughs> it, it was just flat, what? flat for once. You know? <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, okay. There you go. <laughs> Smooth sailing. That's what we're looking for. Yes, indeed. All right, Paul. Well, I will talk to you again soon. Yeah, indeed. We will. All right. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I've uh, drained my brain. Uh, it's been good talking no to you, good capping off a year. Uh, I'm glad we started this podcast. It's nice to have something, especially through COVID, to, to look forward to connecting with somebody on a regular basis. I hope Absolutely. everybody's enjoyed listening to us. Me too. I, I, it's been a, a really great part of the year, a really fun thing to just talk about this stuff a little bit, and it helps keep me engaged with our hobbies a lot more, to yeah. just talk about it a little bit every week. I so. agree. Yeah, it's been great. All right, onwards and upwards, everyone. Happy 2021. <laughs>